0: Let's talk a little bit about some recruiting rankings. What is up? Welcome back to the Big 12 Takeover. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, joined as always by my good friend and co-host Donnell. We are here to talk about the early signing day class rankings. We're going to react to some of them, talk a little bit about what we see in these classes, who we think found an immediate player um, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, things like that. Uh, Before we get into that, I do want to tell you we are the Big 12 Takeover, part of the Takeover Sports Network right here on YouTube. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe to the channel so you can get all of our videos when they come out. We love when you guys check those things out. Like the videos, comment, we really appreciate that. It allows us to keep doing what we're doing. So please... Uh make sure you're checking out all the videos and liking those for us. We're gonna jump right in here, Donnell. So we're gonna talk a little bit about uh the signing day, the early signing day class rankings. So um the early signing day window has has passed, obviously, and uh we got a good idea kind of where everybody stands right now. Uh we are going to be using the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Um that that's what we're using to to read off of these. So, Donnell, why don't you tell uh, the the viewers and listeners what the current rankings are? This is just Big Twelve focused. So,
1: yeah. So at number one you have Texas, obviously. Thank you, Hallelujah. <laughs> then you have number two Oklahoma, three TCU, four Texas Tech, five Kansas State, six Baylor Bears, seven West Virginia, eight Iowa State, nine Oklahoma State, and ten last but not least Kansas.
0: So with that, and I want to make this disclaimer here. So we recognize that um, UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston will be joining the Big 12 um, next year. However, we are going to do their own thing separate um, as a special kind of kicking off the new year, uh, new year, new teams kind of idea. So we're not going to talk about them in this episode uh, that we're putting out today, but we will be talking about them uh, here in the very near future. So Immediately, Donnell, what stands out to me kind of in these recruiting rankings is you kind of are starting to see a little bit of changing of the guard here, right? So the, the things that stand out, TCU, obviously, huge year. They're going to get a huge bump in recruiting. Texas Tech, Joey McGuire, just got a huge bowl win last night against Ole Miss. Uh, signed a brand new extension yesterday. Dude has been on the recruiting trail like a madman. We're seeing it. It's happening. K-State just won the Big 12, huge boost in recruiting. You're seeing kind of these teams rise to the top now as Texas and Oklahoma near their exit. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma, they are the biggest brands in the Big 12. They are crushing it in recruiting, specifically Texas. Um, Texas absolutely crushed this early window, um, so good for them. But those are just some like early observations I'm seeing. You're seeing these teams kind of rise to the top, and then you're seeing some guys sink, right? Like Oklahoma State, that's a real shocker to me that they're ninth out of the ten teams in the Big 12. That's crazy. <laughs> Iowa State has you know, never had a crazy good class, but they've recruited well over the years with, with Campbell. Um, and West Virginia kind of staying pat, which is kind of surprising to me because Neil Brown, like – what's going to happen with his future. And, and they don't have, like, they, they fired their AD this year, and now they have a new AD. And so it's interesting. You kind of see these things, you know, you, you expect to see them ebb and flow. Um, but really the biggest movers are uh, TCU Tech and K-State. And uh, the biggest faller is Oklahoma State. Is there anything in this class that really stands out to you or in these rankings, I should say, that stand out to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, Kansas being last is a shocker to me to seeing the year that they have. But I guess they still have some culture building to do there. Oklahoma State at the bottom of the list—that's—that's <laughs> that's big time for the rest of the teams in the Big Twelve. If, yeah. Because Oklahoma State was one of the teams I thought could have made their, you know, their claim to the throne for the new Big Twelve teams. But it looks like they're gonna fall behind the, the path here. And uh, West Virginia, big time. They they would actually be ranked fifth if we went off of like actual rankings of the per, by player yeah so they had a, so uh, west virginia that's a big time for them with Noah with uh noah brown but I, I i'm i like kansas state up top texas tech i'm gonna talk about them later tcu good job on them capitalizing on the playoff run uh yeah good thing about the big 12 though they they added some ball players to this uh to this conference
0: yeah overall i mean it's, it's a really good group in this early window for all of these teams so um you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that, but you're right. We're we're going off the composite rankings, not the player rankings, and so because of that, um, some of these rankings may look a little different than what you're looking at online. Um, but yeah, West Virginia—they they recruit well. That's a that's a good brand. Um, they you know they've just had a rough couple of years here. Uh, talk about let's let's talk about some immediate players that we think could make an impact right away. Um, we'll go with offense first. Donnell, wh- who is one player in all of you know of all these teams in this whole class so far? Who's one player offensively you think could make an impact right away?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with Jackson Arnold for Oklahoma. I think if Dylan Gabriel moves on or if he decides to go pro, whatever it is, uh, Jackson Arnold will have an open op- opportunity to take over for this Oklahoma team, and he's pretty talented. So uh, I think he he can do some good things as a as a freshman in the conference
0: yeah man I mean you know the biggest thing with Gabriel is, is does he come back right like that's not clear yet We don't know we know he has eligibility um, but we don't know it's it's not you know Jeff Levy has stated like he expects him to be back but he's not explicitly stated he's coming back yeah. So who really knows what happens there but I agree with you I, I think Jackson Arnold has an opportunity uh, to play right away especially with um, Evers having moved on um, there, there's going to be a chance if Gabriel decides to leave for somebody to go in and take control of that offense. And I think Jackson Arnold's a a pretty, he's got a pretty good shot as a freshman. (laughs) So um, for me, you know, like it's weird that you chose an Oklahoma player and here I am choosing a Texas player, right? Right. Um, There's one guy, you know, I look at the tape and I see some players and based on kind of what's happening with rosters, it kind of it kind of colors and, and shades what you think might happen right so for me it's cedric baxter jr running back for texas kid out of florida um i turn on his tape man and he's just undeniable like he nice. jumps off the screen like before he even touches the ball like the game like it cuts to the wide or whatever and you see him in the backfield and you're like holy cow that is uh <laughs> that is a grown man like yep. he's huge he's 6-1 he's got a big frame Uh, runs extremely well, has great top-end speed, good acceleration, hits the hole hard. Um, My only knock in his game, and it's not really a knock as much as it is an observation, he only had seven catches last year. And I don't know if that's indicative of him not being a good pass-catching back or if that is indicative of the kind of offense that he plays in, right? like They may just be like, yeah, we just hand him the ball and and let him go. He had over 200 carries last year. Um, Right. He, he is an absolute stud, and with the the exodus at running back for Texas, there's gonna be opportunity. And I think Cedric Baxter Jr. is in line to to play as a freshman. I mean, Texas has shown in the past they're not afraid to play young running backs. Um, you know, so so maybe this is the next great Texas running back here. Not saying he is, just potential. Cedric <laughs> Baxter Jr. has a, an immense amount of it and could absolutely uh, be in the conversation for RB one for Texas next year. Let's uh, for what uh,
1: has what work. worked, his player comp for me is Joe Mixon from Oklahoma. Okay, uh, I think he he reminds me of Joe Mixon, but I just want to let the Longhorn fans know he was also my pick. I just I can't be a Texas homer <laughs> on the Big 12 show, so I had to let Tyler <laughs> enjoy some Texas success. So, but yeah, man, go ahead, Tyler. Ta-
0: Gosh, Sark has done such a good job with this class, yes. I, I really like this group. Um, You know, and and speaking of this group, I'm going to let you be a Texas homer here. Let's talk about some guys who immediately could impact um, the defensive side of the ball for their schools. Donnell, I know you got a Texas guy here. Who who you got?
1: Linebacker Anthony Hill. Texas, you waited on him all year. He finally came home. He's made his decision. He's ours. Look, this guy, he can cover all over the field. He can do whatever it takes to get after the quarterback. He's an all-around linebacker. He does need to improve his coverage a little bit, just as any linebacker does whenever they're making that jump from the high school level to the college level. But he's capable of playing all positions at the, on the linebacker on the linebacker level.
0: Yeah, I and mean he's he's huge too. 6'2", yeah. 225 as a freshman. He's 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 a bully, and I think uh,
1: being able to play him with Jalen Ford, if he do decides to come back, uh, being able to play him with that guy and learn from him, he'll be able to make some waves and have an impact on the defense.
0: I mean, you want to look at, you know, overall at this Texas class. Their top three guys are all the number one player at their position in this class. Yeah. According to 24-7 sports. All of them are in the top 25 nationally. Like, these dudes are legit. And Anthony Hill, I agree with you. I mean, 6'2", 225, can run. He's 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 going to play. I think this is a dude you plug and play. They got an exodus at linebacker. Yeah. They're going to have a hole that they need to fill. And if you have a young guy who can get it done, you, you, you let him get it done. You don't you don't let him sit. Yeah. yeah, you got a guy who can play, you let him play. I, I very much agree with that. Um, and I wanted to say Anthony Hill as well. So we kind of have a little bit of the same thing going here on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> but I'm going to look at something else here. And it's because I, I think I really love what Kansas State has done um, in these recruiting this early window here. And they uh, they signed a kid, Jordan Allen, from Olathe South High School here in Kansas. He's an edge player. And what Kansas State has been able to do internally with developing players, as well as de- their edge players specifically, um, I think this kid plays right away. I-, I think he comes in, he gives you an immediate boost, he immediately comes on the field. He's a, a four-star uh, edge player is 6'3", 235 as a freshman coming in. Like, this kid is, you know, he's he's ready to play. He's man. Um, he's scary. Watch him play, and he just mauls people. He, he's making plays all over the field. He's, he's catching screens from behind. I mean, he's. this is exactly the kind of player K-State signs, a dude with a motor who's huge and imposing, and I think, you know, he has an opportunity right away to, to get on the field and make an impact. They'll probably want to beef him up a little bit, add some weight right. to him, you know, cause you're playing on the edge there. Um, but I think he he's athletic enough that they'll be able to use him uh, pretty mm-hmm. early. So I like him a lot. We're going to jump into um, some winners and losers here. But before we do that, I did want to tell you guys about our sponsor prize picks. We here at the Takeover Sports Network have teamed up with prize picks and they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. New users that deposit and use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. PrizePix is a fun, easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. PrizePix has a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three pointers made, fantasy points, and more. PrizePix offers every sport you can think of, like the NFL, college football, NBA, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. They also allow mixed sport entries. They have an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find both on the App Store and Google Play, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play Daily Fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks, And don't forget to use the promo code TAKEOVER so they know we sent you. That's PrizePix, promo code TAKEOVER. Donnell, we're back. We're gonna do this right now. Who in this of these rankings in this this early window? Who is the biggest winner in your mind? For me, I'm gonna go with
1: Texas Tech. They have the fourth ranked class. They're highest since 2015. Joey McGuire. He closed with Dylan Spencer, an ex Texas commit, Uh and can rush the passer. But Dylan Spencer isn't the only guy on this uh, on this team that they signed they signed jordan sanford isaiah crawford ben, brendan jordan and dylan spencer and guess what those top four guys in their recruiting class are all on, on all on the defensive side of the team you got two safeties an edge and a defensive lineman that just tells you right then and there that joey mcguire he's going to instill the culture of, of that def- of the defense into this team and they're going to keep building and so they're my uh winner for the early
0: cycle yeah, I like what they did on the safeties. I, I big fan of that. I you know looking through their class, you could definitely tell they're they're focusing on their defense. And I agree with you. I think they've done a, a hell of a job. Um, Joey's done a hell of a job since he's gotten there uh, with yeah. with building up a program. I think Texas Tech is is one of those teams to watch. Right? Like I think they are establishing themselves as a future contender um, with their ability to recruit and recruiting to Lubbock is not easy. Uh, if you've ever been to west texas it's not a great place but something joey's doing is working he, he has an infectious personality um, and people just want to run through a wall for the guy so he's doing a heck of a job um, for me i'm gonna go my biggest winner is kansas state um i know it sounds plain jane it sounds vanilla it sounds easy right but this is the highest rated class i think ever for kansas state um composite they're ranked 29th in the country This is a school that's infamous for recruiting three-star talent and developing them into four- and five-star players by the time they leave Kansas State. But let's look at, you know, I I talked a little bit about Jordan Allen already, but let's look at the other top end of this class. Avery Johnson, right? Look, I live down the street from where this kid (laughs) plays high school football. And I've always, you know, I played my high school ball in Texas, and I've always been like, yeah, Kansas has all right football, right? But it's not great. I went and watched this kid play. And in three quarters, he threw seven touchdowns. And I was just, like, amazed. I was appalled by this dude. He is such a good athlete. He's an even better person. Um, And he clearly has a work ethic and wants to to go to K-State and wants to make K-State great. I mean, you look at everybody else that recruited him. It was Oregon. It was Washington. It was Arizona. It's all these West Coast Pac-12 schools. And then he's like, I'm staying home, man. I'm going to K-State. And there's always something about that when you're a kid that is – Literally 0.0017 points away from being a five-star quarterback, and he wants to go to Kansas State. Um, he knows Will Howard will be there. He's excited to learn from him. There's a lot of opportunity for Avery Johnson at K-State, and I would not be shocked if Avery Johnson leads them to multiple Big 12 titles in the future. Um, this kid's good. He's a he's a stud. Um, you you pair him with an edge like Jordan Allen coming in. They got a really good class here, man. This this class is to me very impressive. Chris Klein has done a great job. Um, Kansas State is going to sustain the success they're experiencing now, and I don't see that changing. Um, Let's flip that on the other side here. Biggest loser. Um, And I think this one is fairly obvious. Um, (laughs) But who is the biggest loser here, Donnell? Mike Gundy, that mullet in Oklahoma State.
1: They're the (laughs) biggest loser. Their last class placed outside of the top five rankings in the Big 12 was in 2016 that's a very long time ago yeah there are dark days ahead they were literally second to last might as well been last but hey i don't
0: know know what's
1: going on there tyler talk to me let me know
0: can you you have anything (laughs) so i agree with you i i can't even like pretend that i don't right like generally if we have the same thought we'll try to like move it around i can't move this one I can't. Oklahoma State is the team that is poised to take over as one of the top schools in the Big 12, and they're just not able to do it. They had the mass exodus at the end of the year with the transfer portal. Spencer Sanders started there for four years, and he's transferring. That's crazy to me. Um, Gundy, I mean, they're not signing a bunch of good kids like they have in the past. I, you know, it's it's early. I think that's what we need to know. It is early. This is the early window. I get that, and this can change, but seeing them at nine, you know, one spot from the bottom is so crazy to me. It's so crazy. Like, I I don't understand this. I I don't know what happened there, but I'm with you. Dark days ahead, man. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, but that leads me to my next thing because I think they're also the answer for this, in my opinion, Um, and our episode's going a little long, so I'm going to try to hurry this up, but... Who, of all these, after looking at these rankings, who do you think will be the most active in the transfer portal come early 2023? I, I For me, I'll go ahead. I think it's Oklahoma State. I think they're going to have to be because they're not doing a great job recruiting right now. They're going to have to be active. They're losing a lot of talent, a lot of contributors. they got to get in there and get some guys who can play day one, and that's probably the easiest way to do it.
1: I mean I agree. I think they're yeah. going to have to as far as who's going to bring in the best talent that's probably going to be a Texas, Oklahoma or a TCU team. But Oklahoma State they're going to have to get active because if not this is dark days. It's, this <laughs> is spelling this
0: is spelling disaster for the Cowboys, man. It doesn't look good. You hope Gundy can can right the ship, but something's going on in still water. Um, that has not made it into the tabloids yet, but when it does, we will definitely be talking about it. Cause this is an interesting fall for a team that was, you know, a play away from the college football playoff last year. Um, right. <laughs> it's just, and, and Yikes. it's a disaster, man. It's, it's important to remember that they were one play away. So, um, and, and I mean, I guess the same could be said for Baylor, right? Like they weren't one play away, but they were very close and they've not had the great turnaround either. So, Um, That's going to do it for this episode. We appreciate you guys watching. We always enjoy talking a little bit something different than what's just happening on the field. We love to talk about the stuff that's happening behind the scenes. These teams do a lot of work endlessly year-round. And, you know, rankings like this are are kind of a part of that. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, make sure you subscribe to the TakeOver Sports Network right here on YouTube so you can get all of our videos when they release. Make sure you're liking, commenting on those. Uh, It's why we do it. We love doing this stuff. We love interacting with you guys. And uh, we will be back in the new year talking with talking about some of the new teams entering the Big 12 in 2023, talking about some future outlooks, talking about the college football playoff, hopefully. Hopefully we're talking about TCU playing in a national title after the weekend. Um, but we will be back very soon in the new year, and we appreciate you guys watching. Take care. Happy New Year, guys.